This is 100 Days of Dante, a podcast journey through Dante's divine comedy, one canto at a time. Join us online at 100daysofdante.com. Let's read together. In the 20th canto of the Paradiso, Dante encounters something he has not seen in quite some time, pagans. The pilgrim is taken back at the sight of them, simultaneously filled with wonder and with doubt. In order to understand Dante's reaction, we should briefly consider all that he's seen up until this point. In the Inferno, Dante encounters both pagans and Christians. Mount Purgatory is inhabited by those who died with faith in God only, but the moral instruction and the artwork on the mountain contains honorific references to virtuous pagans. And so while pagan souls are not present, nonetheless, pagans have a positive role to play in the Purgatorio. Paradiso, on the other hand, is exclusively populated by Christians at least until the heaven of Jupiter. For it's here that Dante encounters Ripheus and Trajan, both pagan men whom Dante believed to have died without ever professing faith in Christ. While Dante's shocked to see them both, the Eagle of Justice begins explaining their presence by recounting a tale commonly traded during the Middle Ages about the Roman Emperor Trajan. In this story, the Pope Gregory was so impressed with stories about the emperor's humility that he prayed that God would bring Trajan's soul back from hell, install it in his body, which God did, whereon Gregory baptized him and Trajan died again to enter into the heaven of Jupiter, where Dante finds him in this canto. For early readers of Dante, the legend of Trajan was probably familiar, and if it wasn't, it could be validated by a quick perusal of the golden legend. The story of Ripheus is quite a bit different, though. Ripheus was a Trojan soldier, a comrade of Aeneas, whom Virgil describes as most just and observant of the right. In the 20th canto, the Eagle of Justice claims that God unsealed Ripheus's eyes to the forthcoming salvation of Christ, perhaps in a vision not unlike the one that Constantine received, and that Ripheus then went and baptized himself. Now, while the story of Trajan was quite old, Dante, the author, seems to have spun this yarn about the salvation of Ripheus entirely from his own imagination. Dante tells the story of Trajan first to prove that while God is faithful to meet us in predictable ways, like the scriptures or the sacraments or any of the institutions of the church, tradition itself also proclaims that God works outside of such conventions as well. In appealing to the story of Trajan first, Dante insists that he's only playing by the rules of tradition, even though the tradition indicates that God sometimes bends the rules that he makes. Having established this, Dante shoots from the hip. If something like Gregory's restoration of Trajan is possible, what else is possible? While Dante has no particular reason for believing the story that he's made up about Ripheus' vision and self-baptism, the story really represents our own ignorance and inability to completely fathom God's mercy. 
fact of the matter is Dante regards his own story of Ripheus as entirely possible, not outside the boundaries of orthodoxy and tradition. For any readers who are skeptical of the story, Dante immediately breaks into our doubt with the exclamation, predestination. What far depths conceal from feeble sight, unable to detect the first cause whole, the root of woe and weal. When Dante thought of the doctrine of predestination, he thought of the wild ways that God saves men, wild ways that others never see, never hear about, cannot possibly know with certainty, and yet which we are entirely free to hope for. For readers of the comedy with loved ones who died having never professed faith in God, or who seemed to pass from this life into the next in a state of hatred and loathing of God, this canto of the comedy offers immense hope. We have all heard that time slows down for those on the cusp of death. Many who survive car wrecks and the like report having countless thoughts in the split second between seeing oncoming traffic and crashing into it. What could possibly pass between a man and God in that split second? For Ripheus and for Dante, quite a lot. For readers who never make it beyond the inferno, Dante may seem like nothing more than the architect of theological nightmares. However, readers who endure the whole pilgrimage will find safe houses in heaven which allow for the unfeigned, unsentimental hope that all will be saved. Thank you for reading Dante's Divine Comedy with us. Continue the journey at 100daysofdante.com. 100 Days of Dante is brought to you by the Baylor University Honors College with support from the Torrey Honors College at Biola University, the Templeton Honors College at Eastern University, the University of Dallas, Whitworth University, and Gonzaga University in Florence.